This is the World in Brief from The Economist. Our top stories. Inflation in America reached 9.1% in June, a 41-year high as the sky-high cost of fuel and food costs drove up other prices. The Bureau of Labor Statistics reported on Wednesday that the consumer price index rose by 1.3% in June, following a 1% increase in May. To tackle the problem, the Federal Reserve is expected to raise interest rates by three-quarters of a percentage point later this month. Ranil Wickremesinghe, Sri Lanka's prime minister since May and suddenly its interim president, declared a state of emergency and intoned against a, quote, fascist threat to democracy. The outgoing president, Gotabaya Rajapaksa, had fled to the Maldives on a military jet before dawn on Wednesday, hours before he was to resign. Protesters burst into the prime minister's office, having stormed the president's residence on Saturday. Police fired tear gas, and Mr. Wickremesinghe declared a curfew until Thursday morning. America's Defense Department announced the success of two distinct hypersonic weapons tests, bringing itself a couple steps closer to China's and Russia's position in a new arms race. Lockheed Martin developed a missile that was launched from beneath the wing of a bomber. Separately, the Pentagon's own Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, DARPA, tried out a new ground-based system. Rishi Sunak, a former chancellor of the Exchequer, topped a poll of conservative MPs in the first round of voting in the party's leadership contest to decide on a successor to Boris Johnson, Britain's prime minister. Penny Mordaunt came a strong second, and she is also emerging as a strong favorite of the broader Tory membership, who will vote in the final round later in the summer. Two candidates were eliminated from competition, including the current chancellor, Nadim Zahawi. Turkey's defense minister said a preliminary deal had been struck to coordinate the export of badly needed grain from Ukraine. But Antonio Guterres, the secretary general of the United Nations, stressed that a formal agreement has not yet been reached. Together, Russia and Ukraine supplied 28% of globally traded wheat. Prices have rocketed since the war began. The euro briefly touched parity with the dollar for the first time in 20 years, having tumbled 11% this year thanks to high inflation, unsteady energy supplies, and the growing risk of recession. The dollar has held up better. One euro bought barely 99 cents on Wednesday. Meanwhile, Canada's central bank raised its benchmark rate by a full point to 2.5%, the largest increase in more than two decades. Netflix said it has taken on Microsoft as a partner in its new ad-supported model, which it hopes can reverse a recent decline in its subscriber base. The streaming giant took a thwacking in April when it shed viewers for the first time in a decade. Cheaper services might bring them back, not least because Netflix's competition is heading the same way. And fact of the day, 84 kilometers, the range of the high-mobility artillery rocket systems that America has sent to Ukraine. And now, here's a deeper look at the day ahead. The end of the chip-making boom. Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company which makes 90% of the world's chips with the smallest, most efficient circuits, will report its quarterly results on Thursday.
Investors expect a strong showing. Nonetheless, chipmakers face tougher times ahead. One problem is supply. Sales of laptops and smartphones, where half of chips are used, soared during COVID-19 lockdowns. To meet demand, investment in production boomed. But much of the new capacity will come on later this year, when demand is expected to drop. Another worry is geopolitics. Policymakers want to bring more of the chip manufacturing supply chain within their own borders. Such fragmentation would drive up costs and leave chip firms beholden to the whims of party politics. Another chip giant, Intel, has threatened to postpone the launch of two American factories because of a delay by Congress in passing a subsidies bill worth $52 billion over five years to American chipmakers. A soaring TSMC may be about to fall back down to earth. Earnings season for American banks. Monetary policy is supposed to take time to work its magic. But central bankers' abrupt shift to fight inflation seriously has caused financial conditions in America to tighten sharply in 2022. Just how brutal this shift has been will be revealed this week as four of America's biggest banks report their second quarter earnings. J.P. Morgan Chase, the country's largest, and Morgan Stanley will kick things off on Thursday. Wells Fargo and Citi will follow on Friday. Slick investment bankers who facilitate deal-making and issuance will have been hit hardest. As stocks have slumped and interest rates have climbed, firms have all but stopped merging, issuing debt, or going public. Their brash colleagues on the trading floor should have fared better. Market volatility tends to lift trading activity and revenues. And higher interest rates can boost the interest income earned on loans by their more pedestrian colleagues running the retail bank. Investors, though, are braced for the worst. J.P. Morgan shares have fallen 30% this year, compared with around 20% for the S&P 500 overall. Italy's government on the brink. July is always a wicked month for Italian governments, as differences between coalition partners reach boiling point in Rome's oppressive heat. On Thursday, the country's broad ruling coalition could break asunder as its second-largest party, the populist Five Stars Movement, M5S, threatens to withdraw its support in a parliamentary vote on measures to offset the effects of the energy crisis. The stability of the coalition matters. Investors are fretting over Italy's public debt, which has reached more than 150% of GDP. But Giuseppe Conte, the leader of the M5S, is under pressure too. More than a quarter of his lawmakers quit the party at the end of June in a dispute over the Ukraine war. With inflation rising, Mr. Conte has called for higher wages and lower taxes to help the poor. He threatened to pull out of the coalition if Mario Draghi, the prime minister, did not meet his demands. Mr. Draghi offered concessions, but he also warned that if the M5S pulled its support, he would quit. Bastille Day in France The French on Thursday celebrate Bastille Day, their national holiday and a commemoration of the storming of the Bastille prison in Paris in 1789. It is a yearly show of national pride and local festivities. With a military parade and a fly-past in Paris, 
This year, against the backdrop of war in Ukraine, troops from Eastern Europe have also been invited to take part. Behind the patriotic flag-waving, however, the national mood is uncertain. President Emmanuel Macron was re-elected in April, but lost his parliamentary majority in June. He now runs a minority government under Elizabeth Bourne, his prime minister, and faces a hostile and noisy opposition. In the short run, things may go deceptively quiet as the French depart for their long summer break. But with inflation rising and worries about energy costs, la rentrée in September is likely to bring discontent in Parliament and on the streets. Fashion's Dirty Secret Bosses at Victoria's Secret, a struggling American lingerie brand, will be hoping Victoria's Secret, Angels and Demons, draws a line under the sins of their predecessors. The three-part documentary is released on Thursday on Hulu. It focuses on the rise and fall of the brand, as well as the close personal relationship between Leslie Wexner, a former chief executive of the brand's parent company, L Brands, and his relationship with Jeffrey Epstein, his financier, until 2007, who died in prison in 2019 waiting a sentence for sex trafficking minors. The film looks at the decades-long personal and business ties between the pair and an alleged sexual assault by Epstein in a house he owned within Mr. Wexner's sprawling Ohio estate. The documentary is part of a wave of fashion retrospectives portraying a troubled industry. Scouting for Girls, Fashion's Darkest Secret, charts endemic abuse of women in the modeling industry, and White Hot, The Rise and Fall of Abercrombie and Fitch, takes aim at another former Wexner fashion brand. Despite energetic efforts by both Victoria's Secret and Abercrombie and Fitch to reinvent themselves in recent years, these films will turn ever more shoppers away. Daily Quiz. Our baristas will serve you a new question each day this week. On Friday, your challenge is to give us all five answers and, as important, tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home city and country by 1700 BST on Friday to quizespresso at economist.com. We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown one winner per continent on Saturday. Thursday. Which Disney cartoon character, a rabbit, was created before Mickey Mouse? Wednesday. Which Methodist preacher founded the Salvation Army? Finally, here's the quote of the day from Gerald Ford, who was born on this day in 1913. I believe that truth is the glue that holds government together. Not only our government, but civilization itself. That's the World in Brief from The Economist, available three times every day of the week. You can also hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, on your podcast app. And subscribers to The Economist have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app to start listening. 